Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Toldos this year, Tafshin Ayin Aleph. Uh, the first thought tonight, uh, I wanted to mention connecting and contrasting it to the first thought last week. If you remember last week, the first thought we mentioned was, Yakam Avraham Me'al Pnei Meso. Avram gets up from uh, Pnei Meso, and we mentioned from one of the Rebbe's, that Avram always saw Misa in front of him. Every kima that he had was Alpine Mesa was was the Misa motivated him to take advantage of every day. So I saw the Chavetz Chaim in this week's parsha says that Esav had the exact opposite motivation or the opposite of motivation in terms of when he thought of Misa. So we know in Perachav Hey Pasuk Lamed Beis just a one liner if you remember the. Um, the, uh, the story, Esau comes back from the field, and he is ayef, and he is tired, and what does he say? In Parachaf, hey, Pasuk Lamed Beis, Vayomer Esau, Hine Anochi Halech Lamus, Valoma Zeli Bechorah. I'm going to die anyway. What do I need this Bechorah for? We'll get back to the Rashi on this a little bit later. But the Pashas is, he says, what? I'm going to die. What happened when Esau thought about Misa? Last week we said from one of the Rebbes, it motivated them to use every day. What did Esau think about? Source number one, Lapela Hadavar. As a tzaddik mevia haskaras Yom Hamisa lidei tshuva v'yirat shemayim. When a tzaddik thinks about Yom Hamisa, that motivates him. The Gemara in Bracha says, if we're ever being overtaken by by the Yitzar, we should think about Yom Hamisa. V'yitzal Esav lahefech shemikivan shu holech lamus al kain malov lebechor. Just the opposite. Hey, we're all going to die anyway, so might as well eat, drink, and be merry today. So Misa could have the opposite effects depending on what a person, what a person's attitude is towards life. And in the footnotes there, the Masa Lamelech, the footnotes on the bottom of the Chafetz Chaim, in source number two, we're going to have a, a, a number of doubles tonight. Double Chafetz Chaims, double Meshachachmas, double uh, Rav Yeruchims, a couple of doubles tonight. So this is the first Chafetz Chaim. So in the footnotes, the Chaim writes, Vabirhu, what is the, what is the root of the difference between the tzaddik, who we mentioned last week, who looks at Yom Misa as a motivational factor, while an Esav takes, takes the Yom Misa and says, Lama Zeli Bechora, Vabirhu Mipnei, Ki HaTzadik Mekayim Amaro Shab Yosi Ba'avos, because the tzaddik is Mekayim, what we say in Perkei Avos, Olam HaZed Domo Lepruzder Bifnei Olam Abba. This whole life of 120 years is all preparation. It's all a hallway. We have to we have to be make sure we, we take advantage of the hallway. We're going to walk into the ballroom and we're not going to be dressed properly and we're not going to have everything fit fit. says in the footnotes. Somebody has to go to a very important meeting with a very important person. We spend we spend much time. Getting, making sure the clothing is perfect and all the preparations are perfect. And if the king himself invites people to come, weeks and weeks. What am I going to wear? How am I going to do it? How am I going to get there? All the different worries in the hachanas. You're going to talk to the king. Says the Chafetz Chaim then. If the Tana tells us that we spend 120 years in preparation, imagine what we're getting ready for. If this whole life is a prisdar, we have to get ready. We have to realize what that ballroom is going to look like. The more preparation we go, if we know we're going to a fancy place, we've got to take 
take a certain, a certain amount of time getting ready. The fancier the place, that's our attitude. So when we think about Yom HaMisa, we think about that awesome meeting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we can take part in the fruits of our labor, if we, Bez Hashem, accomplish what we wanted to, using our potential in these 120 years, then we could celebrate with HaKadosh Baruch Hu of fulfilling our task. So therefore, when we think about Yom HaMisa, it's motivational. I have to do it, I have to do it. I'm in the hallway still. But, line 11, Loki Numosa Olam, the Asavs of the world, what do they think? Hamaminim betoras, echol ushasei, kimachar namus. Today we eat and drink, but tomorrow we die. We're not going to get a chance. We've got to take advantage now. Here's the ballroom. The ballroom's right here. Einam zekukim l'shum hachanas. What kind of preparations do you need? You're not preparing for anything. This is it. This is, this is, this is, this is uh, the goal. So therefore, mikima she'esa, holech lamus, Lama zelo bechora, and therefore, what is the purpose of the uh, of the bechora? Then he adds what the mechavetz chayim. It's somewhat connected, but he puts it here, so we'll say it. He used to give tochacha for those who spent thousands of thousands of dollars, so much money on building beautiful matzevas for their parents. It's wonderful to have a nice matzeva, but where would our parents, our grandparents, really want their money spent and invested? Is it such a great schuss for them to have to have a unbelievable, stupendous matseva, or to have a nice matseva, an appropriate matseva, and give the money to other causes? It says the Chavetz Chaim, he was mochiach people, schalamelo, the foolish people, hamekimin matseva shall avni shayish marble stone umefarim et akvarim veprachim lechabed zecher horeim. The Choshim Josem Bezenachas Ruach Lanishbo saying they think that this is what their parents want, their grandparents want. They want the gorgeous Matseva. That's where all the money should be invested. Hagabatzmacha. Says the says the Chavetz Chaim, no. He says, you know what they want? Give it to Tzaka. Set up a set up a, a scholarship fund for needy children. Says the Chavetz Chaim. This is all what we could do now is to prepare for the next world. We could even do all the preparation now for them. But to do something like that, he says to, to have the matzeva, he says that's what, that is not a proper preparation. That's what he says here at the end, but again, it's ultimately is Torah, Torah and mitzvahs. Either way, getting back to the main point, we started off last week, and this week, Yesav says, a perfect opposite contrast between, between the two. Okay, getting back to the beginning of the parasha. So we know Rivka is pregnant and she's having a tough pregnancy. A lot of action going on. A lot of action. A lot of contractions early on. She says, if so, what am I? She goes to Darshan Hashem. Exactly. What is that? What is the question? What is the what is the answer? Right? What 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 do you mean? Lomaze anochi, vayomer Hashem la, and Hashem answers her. Don't worry. Shnei gayim bebenech. You have two nations. Ushnei luumimim atmaredu. What exactly was the question, and what was the answer that Hashem gave her to make her feel good? She's having trouble. Lomaze anochi. She goes to ask. Vatelak leroshes Hashem. Interesting. If you remember the last thought we said last week, the nitziv. Why didn't Rivka go to ask her husband what's going on? Why didn't she just ask Yitzchak what's going on here? She does not. She goes to ask Hashem, which Rashi quotes, maybe it's shame, maybe some other Gadaldar. She doesn't even she doesn't speak to Yitzchak throughout the parsha until all the way at the end. But says she goes to ask. 
So what was she really bothered by? And Hashem says, don't worry, Shnei you have two nations. What exactly is the conversation? Look at Rashi for a second. Rashi says, Shnei Goyim Bevitnech. Rashi quote, points out, Geim Ksiv. If you look in the Torah, it does not say the word Goyim. Gimel Vav Yud Mem. The Vav is really a Yud. How it's written. Gimel Yud Yud Mem. Geim Ksiv. Kemo Geim. Geim can be read as Geim with an Aleph, which means proud. Two proud people. Shnei Geim Bevitnech. Who is that referring to? Elu Antoninus Verebi. This is referring to Antoninus, which is a uh, non-Jewish um, king who was good friends with Rebbe. Shalopasku me'al shulchanam lotsnon velochazeres. There was never a season throughout the year when they did not have vegetables. Vegetables in all different seasons. In the summer, in the winter, they had everything. They had everything. There was no, never something that was out of season. I mean, they were very rich. They were very rich. Rebbe and Antoninus. So what exactly is this Medrash Anish? They go in, let's put this into Hashem's answer. Don't worry about it. Rebbe and Antoninus. Right, Antoninus was a descendant of the Romans. So what exactly is the, what is the conversation here? And what exactly is Hashem trying to answer her? Says the Meshachachma. Source number three. Shnei Goyim Bevitnech. Ze Antoninus Verebi. This is referring to Antoninus and Rebbe. Shalopasko Mialshul Chanam Lot Snobelo Chazeres. As we just quoted Rashi from a Gemara in Mesechaz Avodah Ha-Inyan. The following is the Inyan, says the Meshachachma. Desara, somewhat of a Kabbalistic idea. Desara, birara, chelik hatov. V'chelik hara, natsla hagar. Avram Avinu was a composite. Earlier in Avram's life, Avram himself was an Oved Avodah The Ramam writes that. Earlier in his life, he did not recognize God. There were certain parts of his times of his life that he did not recognize God. So he wasn't pure, says the Meshachachma. There was a certain type of spiritual zuhama that was in Avram Avinu. But ah, he had two wives. He had two wives. Sarah, the tzaddikist that she was, was able to select out and only connect with the tov in Avraham, with the with the um, connection to God in Avraham, the sarbira chelakatov, the chelakara not the hagar, hagar got the chelakara. Look at their children, Yitzchak and Yishmael, Kamosha Amru, Ad Yaakov Avinu Lo Paska Zuamas. The Gemara says in Shabbos that each of the first two avos weren't perfectly pure inside. We see from the children, Avraham had a had a Yishmael, Yitzchak had a had an Esav. It was still from that original, possibly, original moments in time before they recognized God, says the Meshachachma. V'kivan sherasa shabanim misrotetzim, so says Rivka Imenu. She knew Sarah and Hagar. She knew the players. But she feels inside banim misrotetzim. She feels outside a shul. She feels outside a base of Zarah. Ukshalech, the base of Zarah, asum esim afarkei vlatzeis. So all of a sudden it says, Rivka, what's going on here? I also have two? I also have Ra and Tov inside of me? Why me? What do you mean me? Sarah. Sarah, it's not like I married someone who originally didn't believe and has this Chelek Hara in him. No, no, no. I married Yitzchak. Yitzchak's an Ola Tamima. Yitzchak never left Eretz Yisrael. Yitzchak's perfect. I'm only, I don't have to be Mavara. There's only, should it only be Tov. 
Rivka was bothered. What's going on here? Why do I have both? What's happening here? I don't understand this, says Rivka. By Avraham, he was a composite of Tovin Ra, so to speak, in the spiritual sense. The first years of his life and the later years of his life. And Sarah was able to latch on to those that Tov years and Hagar got the rest and it came out in their children. But says Rivka, I'm married to Yitzchak. Why me? Me as compared to my mother, to, to Sarah. Ve'heshivu Hashem answers, don't worry about it. Shnei goyim bevitnech. What does that mean? Shnei goyim? Antoninus? Verebi? What's Antoninus? Hashem's telling him, don't worry, because even this Esau is going to have a descendant that's Tov. Even in this Ra, there's going to be, later on in history, Esau, which is Romi, there's going to be a descendant that's also Tov. That's going to be good friends with Rebbe. It's going to help out the Jews. Harei, shebechelek hara shelecha, that's why they're in there. Because if there's a tov that's going to come out in the future, so that's why it is, it is in there. That's what the Meshachachma says. He connects, or if Cooperman in the footnotes connects this to the Meshachachma in last week's parashat, source number four, where he says, suggests that if this is the case, that sorrow with Mavara, the Chelekato from Avraham, maybe that is why. Hashem tells Abraham, You have to listen to Sarah, because Sarah is the purer one. Sarah is the one who is Kulotov. Sarah was from, from the origin. And that is why he says on line 11 on the left side, this is the Meshachachim in last week's parsha. Avraham had a certain type of spiritual impurity that before he recognized the Kodesh Baruch, he thought... And as the Ramam writes in Hilchas Avodah Zarah, he was over Avodah Zarah. He was able to conquer. The Sarah Biru Mimenu had Sadi had Sedek Vatov Levad. Lachin Yoldel Yitzchak. That's why she was able to have Yitzchak. That's why Kolash Etomar Elecha Sarah Shema B'Kol. That's why you have to listen to Sarah Avraham. Shehi Eina Boreres Rakatov because she is the one that has the purity of the state in her. And then he even says at the end, maybe this is the Pshat of a Gemara. Which Gemara? Very unusual Gemara. I gave it to you in the Gemara in source number five. It says Gemara Baba Basra, Daf Nun Ches. There was a rabbi called Rabbi Rebbe Bina'a. Rebbe Bina'a went around and he fixed gravestones. He didn't want people to call on him to walk somewhere and by mistake walk over uh, Gepakam Tameh. So he went around to make sure everybody knew what was a cemetery. Maybe things weren't cordoned off as well as they are today. So that's what he used to do. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Benah Havikam Mitzayin Ma'arta. He used to be Mitzayin if there was a cave where Kvaras were located. So that's what he used to be Mitzayin on the outside. Come on him, don't go in. Kimatala Ma'arsa da Avraham. When he came to the grave of uh, the cave of Avraham Avinu, Lachora Ma'aras Hamachpela. When he came to Ma'aras Hamachpela, Ashkechei LeEliezer Evet Avraham Dekoi Kami Baba. This is the times of the Amorah, right? He found Eliezer standing at the gate. Well, he's guarding. Eliezer Evet Avraham is at the is at the door of the cave. Make sure nobody comes in. Amalei, asked Rabbi Benah, who obviously was on a certain level of he's seeing Eliezer at the at the gate. Amalei, Micah of Abraham, hey, how's Abraham doing? 
What's, what's, what's he doing these uh, past couple thousand years? What's he up to? Amalei Gani Bichnafa de Sarah. He is laying on Sarah, on her shoulder, Knaf Sarah, literally her wing. And she is examining his hair. So Gemara says, that's what he's doing. She, she's checking for lice. Well, what, what, she, she's examining his hair. She, she's checking for something. So there he says, Go tell Avram Benoah here. If he was on a first name basis with Avraham. Go tell him Benoah here. Amalei Leo. He says, no, you can go in. I don't have any problems with you. You can just go in yourself. Then it says, he goes, finds Adam, I didn't give you the, the, uh, the Hemshech. What exactly is, what, he's lying on, on, on Sarah and she's checking the hair, says the Meshachach, no, it's my shot. That Sarah was Mavarer, the Chilak Tov of Avraham. Checking hair doesn't mean literally checking hair. It means that Sarah was examining and taking out all the Kedusha and only the Tov and only the Ruchnius out of Avram Avinu, who again, obviously, Avram Ohavai, Avram was the Yuri Hashem, but he had a certain element suggest the Meshachach as the Gemara said, that only Yaakov Avinu was pure, because he had the Shifte Kah. But that's, what, that's what's meant, suggests the Meshachachma by the Gemara of Ma'aini Lei Bereshim. Okay. Let's get back a little bit to um, other issues. Back to the Pasuk that we started off with before. Esav comes back from the field, he is tired, and he's hungry. He's tired. Can't even say soup. He just give me some of the red stuff. Because I'm tired. Sell me the lamus. I am going to die. So lamus is the Why do I need the bechora? What does that mean that he was going to die? So Rashi. Misnodedes v'holeches hiya b'chora. The b'chora always moved. Shalotei kol Esau avodei b'chora kisheva levi itolosa. First of all, says Esau, I know that the firstborns are going to keep it forever. What do I need it for? It's going to go to the Levim eventually. But then he says what we're going to focus on. V'od, Amar Esau, Matiba shal avodazu. What is this avodah? I'm the firstborn, so I'm going to get to do avodah, my descendants. What is this avodah special service? Amalo, he explains to him, Kama as haros va'anoshin umisos tuliyimba. It's an avoda if you do it properly, you chayim misa. If you drink or you go in without wearing the special clothes, you chayim misa. Oh, but it's great, it's great. But he starts telling him about all the asharos and all the onshim and all the avoda of the kohanim. Kozes shonim, like the like it says in Sanhedrin, elan shemim misa shduyayayin. You drink, pray rosh, you go in with long hair. But Esav is wonderful. Amar, what does Esav say? Forget it. I'm not doing this. What do I need this for? Ezra of Yeruchim. What exactly was the root attitude that was driving Esav here? He hears all about the Bechorah. He hears what's at stake. And he gives it all up. Ezra of Yeruchim, as we're about to read, everything in life has a responsibility risk-benefit ratio. Let's see what that means. Tezir of Yerucham, source number six. Quote the Rashi that we just read. Then he says on line three. 
השאלה והתשובה זהו אמנם האמש שבדבר. The question and the answer, exactly. This Rashi gives away the secret of Esav. And really, this is the secret of ever striving. Ever going ahead, says Rabbi Rucham, is hinted to in this Rashi. What is that? Many times, going ahead and striving, having higher responsibilities means if you don't fulfill those responsibilities, there's more risks. That's just what life's about sometimes. Somebody wants to get a promotion, so if they mess up in their new position, then they're held even more accountable because they're higher up in the company. The more responsibility, more risk. For example, being a Kohen. It's an unbelievable Maila. Whenever we, uh, anybody learns, learns Mishnayis with their, with their son, you know, the Mishnayis are all about Pesachas Yuma, whatever the Mishnayis is, oh, what could I do? Oh, we're nothing. We're Yisraelim. We just watch. They just watch. Come on! I want to be a Kohen! Be a Kohen. Kids, if they're not Kohen, you dream of being a Kohen. It's an amazing Maila. Aval. You got to work harder. You got to be up every morning. very early. If someone violates, it's a terrible punishment. A Yisrael does not get to do the avoda, but he doesn't have these risks. So says Rabbi Yerachim. Let's ask ourselves something. When we have these types of situations. What's Kedai for us? What decision should we or would we make? When we have a chance for a certain Maila, but it comes with it, comes with those responsibilities, comes a risk. What attitude does Judaism say we should have to these, to these levels? Mashava lo yoser. Hamaala uschara, the great Maila and its reward. Oh, Or am I supposed to be worried about the punishments and the and the kruchinba uh, and the loss that might happen. Yosef Shabbalosh, lo you. I'm not going to forget it. Too risky. Too risky, this level. So what, is a, what does somebody think? So what did Esav think? What did Esav think? Esav said it's not worth it. That was Esav. He sees a life of freedom. He sees a life without the responsibility. So Esav says... It's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. Skip a couple of lines. Line 24. He's quoted him as Sharon before this. You know what the root was? Because the Sahara always tries to get us to think that if we have less responsibility and we're makele on ourselves, it's better for us. And so as you think about it, Maybe it's true. Did we ever look around and say, in Chutz Laaretz, you know, look, they don't even have to bring any food along on their trips. They just eat wherever they want, do whatever they want. You know, we look around and sometimes at the other nations of the world and we're jealous. Deep down, says Rabbi Yerucham, we shouldn't lie to ourselves. Deep down, sometimes we think, oh, we wish we, could, we didn't have it. We wish, you know, wouldn't it be better? They're potter! Seven mitzvahs, come on! You see somebody just eating some bread, doesn't make brachas, doesn't have to get up and wash, doesn't have to worry about the hefsher is. 
Chinam and Amitzvahs, Bali, Brachas, Bali, Klum. Eimot Sarp Hashem Achanas, Lachilasa, no preparations. Mekanibo. Mekanibo, we look around. Kiyamna Ben Yisrael Aser, who become many chavalim, Shem Mitzvahs Adinim. So many things we can't do. No say who all be'emes, all machos shemayim. It's hard. All these responsibilities come with a negative. Right? So as we look around, says Yav Yerucham, the psychological side of it. Then he says, do we have that attitude? Remember somebody, we were learning Subis many, many years ago. Whenever somebody learns the first paragraph of Subis, after Yonalaf, the Sugi of Ger Katan comes up. A child, convert, the Gemara discusses that when they become of age, then we ask them, your choice. Your choice. You could stay, you've been raised as a Jew, but your choice. What would we say to that? When we become 20 years old and somebody says to us, no, your choice. You really, you know, a ger katan, you never accept it willingly. So we have a choice. We could be from non-Jews. That's what we could be. What would we do deep down, says Rebbe Yerachim? An Esav of the world would say, yeah, I'm freedom. Free, I don't need the extra responsibilities. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Says Rebbe Yerachim. Let's just take the analogy a little farther. Amnon, the end of line 33. Let's ask that same person after he says, I wish I could be in the other nations to not have all the responsibility. Less worries, the better. Line 34. You ever wish you were a horse? You ever wish you were an animal? They, have, they, they eat no worries at all. Nothing. They just eat the grass. They go to sleep when they want. They eat when they want. They don't have to be up for, for meetings in the morning to make a living. What's the difference, says Rabbi They're both just being mako our all. That's not the Jewish attitude. The Jewish attitude is, yes, I'll take the responsibilities. And yes, there might be risks involved. And yes... You know, there are some dangers, but you know what? Life's about not just risk-taking. That's not what Yadis believes in. Risks in terms of ruchnius. Risks in terms of if I could move ahead and forward my ruchnius and forward my hashpa that I can have on people, then even if it means higher responsibility, and if I mess up, it's worse, I take the responsibility. That's what life's about. Skipping down, line 41. Hu al-Esav Al Risho, Shabiza Avodasa Shamakam. What does Asaph say? It's Mavaza the Avoda. Not for me. I want freedom. Less burdens the better. Kiamakir Bamaila Umakshiv Erka Bachur Yivkar Osavadai. If we realize Ashrainumatov Kokenu, if we realize the potential of getting close to Akadish Barakhu, a Kohen is the Shliach Akadish Barakhu. Imagine that. And there's no way you could you realize the value. Even withstanding all of the, notwithstanding all of the hardships and the challenges. The Yaakov, what was Yaakov, wasn't he? It's a, imagine Yaakov Avinu at that time, it was as if he was a Yisrael trying to buy the kahuna. Right? He's like, come on, I want to be a Kohen. That's what he was doing. What's Yaakov need it for? He's not a Kohen. He has to worry about the avoda. Yaakov wanted it. Yaakov wanted, he wanted to be in that situation. And he did whatever he could to bite. Huasher Zacha, Babachar, Ubadavak Bemis. That's Rabbi Yerucham. Who are we jealous of and what has to be our strivings, taking the responsibilities, going up the spiritual ladder? Good. Perachavav, Pazig Yudalad. Chavav Yudalad. We spoke a number of years ago how the least of the Avos, 
what we know about each of the Avos, the least is told about Yitzchak Avinu. We hardly know anything about Yitzchak. Avram, Lech Lecha is Avram, Vayera is Avram. Right, starting next week, Vayetze is Yaakov, Vayishlach, Vayet, and Yosef. What part does Yitzchak get? What about Chayisar? Chayisar, no. Avram's Eved is getting a wife for him, and Avram's boss with his mother. Yitzchak's not even there. Toldos! Okay, where's Yitzchak? Where's Yitzchak? It's already about Yaakov and Esav. Yitzchak gives the brachos. Hardly anything about Yitzchak. So, the one thing we have about Yitzchak is Perak Havav, the one Perak about the wells. We discussed that a couple of years ago, what the message is about Yitzchak. But the Pahish Shlishi, it says, And Yitzchak gains a lot of riches. He has a lot of cattle. But he can also plish, and the plishim were very jealous. Second Meshachachma of the night. Ask the Meshachachma, why does it say the word Miknet twice? It should just say, Vayihilo, Miknet, Sonu, Vakar. Avudah Rabbah. It's got a lot of sheep and, and cattle. Miknet, Son, Miknet, Bakar. Why two Miknets? Rambam. Rambam and Hilchaz Malachim. Per- source number seven. Peretes Halacha Aleph. The goblets of the Meshachachma. To stick in and see the corpus of Torah and Halacha in the hints that the Torah gives us. He read Chumash differently than the average Jew reads Chumash. He read it with Meshachachma eyes. Says the Rambam and Elchaz Malachim, Al Shisha Dvarim, Nitzav Adam Arishon. Even though we call it Sheva Mitzvah Bnei Noach, he gets all the credit, but really six of them Adam got. What six? Avodah Birchas Hashem, Cursing God, Shvichas Damim, Murder, Gilearayas, Gezel Baladinim. He got six. Even though we have a Kabbalah for Moshe to do them, and they're logical, but you can see that they were commanded from about these. 6 to Adam. Hosef le Noach, Eber Menachai. Noach got number 7, Eber Menachai. Right? Because Adam couldn't need animals anyway. So once Noach was given the right to eat animals, right, he took care of them for a year. Got some schar, you can eat them. Not even Menachai. Shneemar, Achbasar, Benachot, Demolos, Achelu, Nimsu, Sheva, Mitzvahs. Seven Mitzvahs, says the Rambam. V'chein hayahadavar b'chol ha'olam, and this continued for ten generations. Ad Avraham. Until Avraham. Comes along Avraham, Nitztava yeser al elu b'mila. He, brismila he adds on. Number eight, brismila. V'hu his palo shachras. He also adds on tefillah. He davened. The Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser. What did Yitzchak do? He gave Meisrus. He had Meisrus. The Hoset Tfilah Cheres, Papnos Ayom, and he also added on another Tfilah, which we call Mincha. The Yaakov Hoset Gidan Nasha, Mispala Arvis. Yaakov added Gidan Nasha, Pashas Vayishlach, and he had Meiriv. Ube Mitzrayim, Nitztave Amram, the Mitzvah Yiseros. In Mitzrayim, Amram got more Mitzvahs. If you look at the Kesav Mishnah on this Rambam, he has no idea where the Rambam gets this from. Amram. What misses did Amram get? So, sorry, Ian, exactly what misses Amram got, but that's what the Rambam says. Must have a source. Amram got more mitzvos. Ad Shabbat Moshe Rabbeinu v'nishlamatara yada. And Moshe got the rest. Wonderful. What did Yitzchak get? What, is, what was Yitzchak start? Meiser. Meiser tithing. Give me Meiser Tua, Meiser Behema, Meiser. Says the Meshachachma now. Source 8. Why did it say Mikna twice? He ne kasev shteipam and Mikna. Mibnei sheyitzchak chidesh mitzvahs meiser. Kamoch kasev Rambam milchas malachim. As the Rambam just wrote that we saw 
Yitzchak was machadish the mitzvah of giving a tenth. Umaiser behema eno masaser mitzon al bakar. You cannot give meiser from sheep onto cattle and cattle onto sheep. You got to have a separate meiser for each one, for cattle and for sheep. Ukfasim masaser mizelzeh. All sheep, all sheep, all different types of kvas in that category, meiser from one onto the other. Valachain. That's why, says the Meshachachma, it says mikne by each one. Mikne, this is one set of cattle. Mikne tzon bifnei atzmo. O mikne bakar bifnei atzmo. K'dila hafrish b'kol echad v'echad. He had them separately. He had them separately because he was mechadish meiser, and that's why he had to make sure they were in separate places. That's why he says mikne tzon, because kvasim and izim and all of those are all considered, are all considered so. That's the Meshachachma putting a Rambam into the text. Moving right along. Arashi. Let's talk about the brachas a little bit. Parach of Zion, Yaakov's on the move, getting the brachas, and the charade is in place. Yitzchak says to his son, Pasachaf. Pasachaf. Well, first he comes in, he says, I am Ace of your Firstborn, I've done what everything you have told me to do. Kum na shavah, please sit and eat. Wow, you were fast today. Vayomer, what is Yaakov answer? Ki hikra Hashem alokecha lefanai. Hashem help me out today. Hashem help me out today. That's what Yaakov answers. Vayomer Yitzchak al Yaakov. As a response to that, what happens? Gishana v'amushcha b'ni. Can you come closer? Let me feel you. Interesting, Chazal already picked up on the fact. Right when he came in and said, I'm your son, Esav, Yitzchak doesn't say, come here for a minute, I want to feel you. It wasn't the voice that tipped him off. It wasn't the sound of the voice, but it was the content of what was just said. That's why Rashi, Chazal, pick up on what we're about to read. Why? Because only Pasachah, after he says, Yitzchak says, come closer. So what does it say? And the Rashi, Amar Yitzchak Belibo. Yitzchak thought to himself, "Ain't Derech Esav Liyoshim Shemayim Shagav Befiv." Esav doesn't say, "God help me out today." That's not an Esav thing to say. Esav doesn't talk like that. Yaakov talks like that. Bar Hashem, Mer Hashem. That's a Yaakov way of talking. Esav he never thinks, says God. That's Rashi. One second. Don't we know, and it says it earlier in the parsha, that Yitzchak loved Esav, and Esav was the big trickster, and Esav asked the kashas to make Yitzchak think that he was a great tzaddik. But Yitzchak knew. Yitzchak knew that Yaakov never mentioned the God's name. So why did that tip him off? How is it possible that Yitzchak knew that only Yaakov knew used Shem Hashem, and not Esav, and that didn't tip him off that Esav was a Russia, and Yaakov was the Tzaddik. That's the, mesh, that's the Maharal's question. We'll come back to 9 in a second. Skip that by mistake. Go to 10. The Gur Aryeh. The Gur Aryeh on the Pasuk. On this Rashi. Esav never spoke like that. Bottom. Afal Gav Jehoya Esav Becheskas Kashrus Liyitzchak. I, Esav, was Becheskas Kashrus. Yitzchak thought he was a great tzaddik. Mikal Makom Haya Yitzchak Donis Esav Lekav Schus. He was Don Him Lekav Schus. 
Why? What do you think? Shahaya Asav Nizhar Shalola Haskir Shem Shamayim. Asav didn't say Hashem's name because Asav was such a tzaddik, he was afraid to say God. He was afraid to say Shem Hashem. That's what must be. He had a lot of yira. Ki ha'oved mi yira, takadish baruch hu, eno masker shmololam. Never wants to say it, he's always so careful. Ki umisyare, mibrishmo agadol, he's scared, v'nival mipanov. I'm never going to mention it. Yaakov avinu, avas Hashem. I know Yaakov is avas Hashem. That's why he says it. Well, he's not worried about it. But Esav, he doesn't say mikon of yiras Hashem. And you know what? Says the Maharal, Yitzchak connected more with Esav. Yiras Hashem. Because that's what Yitzchak's about. Pachan Yitzchak. The Akedah, as we said last week, the, 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 the contrast of Rivka, Gomelas Chasadim, with with Yitzchak, the That was Yitzchak's attitude. He thought that was the root, and that's why he connected to Esav. The Yaakov, Yaakov, he always mentioned he's sober. Whoever you love a lot, you talk say a lot. But Yitzchak was no tachar. Esav shayev be'enov omiriyira. Unbelievable. He was dalakav schus. He thought he was obed miyira, and that's why he connected to him more, because that was more his derech of avod. That's in the middle of the of the brachos. Let's go back to that now, though now for a minute to the beginning of the parsha. The beginning of the section. We know the parsha starts off Perach of Zion Pasuk Aleph with Yitzchak. The whole stage is set. Vayehi ki zaken Yitzchak. Yitzchak was old. Vatechena ena meros, and he can't see. So why can't he see? How did he become blind? So Rashi quotes the different shatim. Maybe he became blind. Rashi says vatechena ba'ashanan shel elu. Maybe it was the smoke of the. Torah of Avodah Zarah, the previous Pesukim just spoke about Esau took wives uh, from Basbe'eri Achiti and Basmas, so maybe it was the smoke that made him blind, or maybe he's been blind for a while. According to that shot, he just became blind. Maybe he became blind by the Akedah. When he was Nekad and his father wanted to shecht him, Niftechu Hashamayim, the heavens open, says Rashi, the angels were crying at the moment of the Akedah. It's fascinating. God told Avram to shaft this. Well, the angels have feelings? Angels felt bad? What, what, is, what is this? We're not focusing on this now, but it's still a fascinating Rashi. The angels were crying. How could you do this? And their tears fell on Yitzchak and blinded him in the eyes. Obviously, Malachim aren't physical, but second shot. So number one, maybe they became blind because of the smoke. Maybe they became blind because of the tears of the angels. Rashi goes to third shot. Maybe God specifically made him blind, orchestrating history, because he needed Yaakov to get the brachas. So maybe that's it. But the Madras gives a fourth idea. Second Chafetz Chaim of the night. 
Says the Madrash in source number nine. Uba Madrash. Yitzchak Avinu Tava Yisurin. Yitzchak asked for it. Yitzchak wanted Yisurin. Wanted Yisurin. Amalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chayecha. Dover Tova Tamevakesh. Umimchani Matchil. You want it? You got it. Shenemar Vitihi Kizakein Yitzchak. Yitzchak became blind because he wanted Yisuri. Why would somebody want Yisuri? Obviously, we're not on this level, and we're not supposed to, we, in our day and age, or even for the past thousands of years, we don't ask for Yisuri, but we can learn the messages of the Medrash about what Yisuri are about as follows. Line three. Ubi'er Adram Kachu. Says the Chavaz Chaim, this is what it's about. As we know, there's going to be a great judgment day. Our job is to make the scale tilt the right way. To fill up the scale on one side with Torah and mitzvahs, that's what we need. He had special knowledge of, of, um, of everything. For special knowledge of what's going to be. When a person is brought in front of to judgment in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, miskabsim kolhamilitsim vasani gorim. First they say, "Will the defense please assemble?" And all the mitzvahs and all the Torah, everything is going to come in. Wonderful. They're all going to say, "I'm here. I'm here." Ah, oh, stuck up. Oh, stuck up. Come right. All these mitzvahs, only cleaning up the shul. Every little thing, right? Every little mitzvah. They stand on his right side. And then all the negatives and all the sins and all the mishaps are going to come in. Come on, guys. All right, let's... They're going to get there. And it's known, says the Chavetz Chaim. A lot of mitzvahs that we do, says the Chavetz Chaim, we don't always do them in the best way. For the be- we do because we have to sometimes. It's not always great kavanas. Ulam Most of the time when we sin, we're doing it for a reason. Mitzvahs we don't always do. We do okay. We have to. Right? Mitzvahs we averes we don't usually do with kavana. I want to do it. It's very scary, says the Chavetz Chaim. It could very well be that the even if we do more mitzvahs, it still might be tilted the other way. What's going to save us? Line 12. Right after the defense and the, and the um, prosecution are assembled, God says, okay, there's one more group that has to come in. Hatsur tamim pa'alo mitzavetegev li yisurim shehayu lo la'adam bezeha olam shemaharu lavo. The yisurim are called in to take their place next to the mitzvahs. Umiskabsinu bo'in l'tzad ha'yemin umachrin atzakaf l'schus. The yisurim come in because for whatever reason, we don't know why, Kodesh Baruch Hu does it. That's not humanly possible to know the why, but we know the what. The what is that it's Mamarika person, and it stands by their side, And through Yisurin, we have Kaparas Avonos, says the Chafetz Chaim. And that's what Yitzchak said. Tava Yisurin, what does Hashem say? Davar Tova Tamavakesh, made him blind, because of Yisurin. And then he writes in the footnotes again, 
The Chavetz Chaim writes on the Yisurin of the Jewish people on a national level. On a national level. And remember, he wrote this before World War II. Fa'al Yisurin shall the rain line seven on the neck, in the, in the footnotes. Shikfar Kashal Koach Asaba, we can't handle it. Minat Saros Vapakam, Hamas Rabbim, Yom Liyom, there are so many Tsaros. Hayam Margulab Pume, Mamar Shal Agrazatzal. The Chavetz Chaim liked to quote the statement of the Gra. Shakal Yemei Hagalas Domin Lehei Rayon. All the days of the Gullahs are like a pregnancy. One big long pregnancy. Vesof Hagalas Doma Lechevle Leda. And the end of the Gullahs is called the Chevle Leda, the pangs of childbirth. Chevle Leda. And what happens at a birth? Hineba Chevle Yolda. Towards the end, when it's almost time, the pain gets even stronger and harder. And, it, and it's so difficult. And the midwife says, Don't fear, I know it's getting worse. You know what that means? The baby's almost here. Says the Gra, the more national Yisurin Rachman Alasan that we have, that means we're getting closer. Yisurin are bringing it closer, right? The 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 blaze roller screaming out, it's too painful, Hakadosh Baruch That means the baby's coming out, and then he continues the, the footnotes in line sixteen, and he even wrote this before the Shoah. Imagine what the Chavetz Chaim would say: How close we are! How close we are to the Geula after what we have been through. Their blood was spilled by animals in the shape of men. They killed everyone. He says, imagine what he would say. Line 20. Definitely Mashiach is on his way. Definitely we could already see, could already see the head. The baby's coming out. Okay, one final point. One final question with two answers. Very famous question. All of the parts trying to figure out what Chad is. Pazik says in Chavzayin Laman Hay, after Esau comes in and is very upset about what happened, Vayomer, Yitzchak tells him, Ba'achicha b'mirma, your brother came in, came with mirma. Vayikach b'chasek, and he took your bracha. What does Mirma mean? Rashi says, Chachma. Mirma doesn't mean trickery. Mirma means Chachma. It was wise. He acted wisely. So how, was, how did Yaakov act wisely exactly? How wise was he? I mean, he was he did the charade. But what exactly was the wisdom? So before we answer that question, we'll have two answers to that question. The first answer, we'll ask another question though first. Why couldn't Yisrael just give him another brother? Yisrael says, sorry. Yeah, Esau says, eat from my food. He says, sorry, I can't. Why didn't he just eat from his food? Right? He, has, he has to be satiated and feel good in order to give a bracha. So why didn't he just eat Esau's meat? So Esau brought meat, so do it again. Eat the meat, and then give Esau a bracha. Why didn't he just give him another bracha? Explains the Sefer Minchas Eliyahu, quoted here in the Otsros HaTorah. Line 4. If you remember, Rashi quoted, when Rivka said, get me two goats. What, Yitzchak needed two whole goats? You know how big a goat is? 
He needed two goats. What do you need two goats for? That's the much Yitzchak ate. Ela Pesachaya. It was Pesach night. Ha'echad hikriv lepischal, v'ha'echad asamatamim. One was the Quran Pesach and one was the other items. Meaning it was, based on a Perkid Durbalazar, it was Pesach when the story happened. Oh, maybe Shashamim Bizakin Chacham. And says the Menchazelio, he heard from his Zakain. You know what Yaakov did? She Yaakov Natan Liyishak Afikomen Achar Ha'achila. He gave him everything that he needed for the Seder, including the Afikomen. Vizeo Kavanas Apatik Ba'achicha Bemirma. Bemirma is Gematri Afikomen. 287. And what did Yaakov do? Because Yaakov was there, Yaakov was making sure he doesn't need another thing tonight. You can't eat anymore. Right, that's that he ate the afikomen and therefore he was able to eat. Obviously the whole assumption, the almost kept the Torah, they kept every detail of the Torah. But that is the first idea that it was that was his that was his wisdom. Then he quotes, "I it was daytime. You only had to come in at night. Why not by day?" He says he has that question. Most of Pesach. So he says that maybe there's a time that you could eat it by day. Another minna quoted they ate it by day. Maybe that was the chachma. That he held like that shita that says that even even by day. Okay, either way, that's the first that's the first idea. But another idea, second idea from Rav Yeruchim, second Rav Yeruchim of the night. What does b'chachma mean? So I think just to to um, a note right before we see the Rav Yeruchim, I do not think the Rav Yeruchim would chas v'shalom ever mean what he says at face value, except regarding this issue of midvar sheker tirchak. Specifically related to that issue, there is flexibility, as we will see from the following. The key is the goal. Sometimes you're allowed to have a little gray area means if the goal is Latov. If the goal is l'shem shamayim, im ki kavanasa l'tov as I call a ma'isa tovu, the kachin k'mochin lahefech, im matars a ma'isa ha'isa l'ra, ki ozvade ma'isa sheker uvezer mirma. Yaakov's and Rivka's goal was to get the brachos for Klal Yisrael. So you can't chas v'shalom. I don't think Rabbi Yerucham would ever say, okay, you can violate anything you want if you have a good kavan in mind. No chas v'shalom. Specifically midvar sheker tirchak, specifically in the area of truth and falsehood. That's where they have a little flexibility. We already have Mishanad B'nei HaShalom. We're on Yavamas. We had it already in the Torah. Right? And you're allowed to lie to keep the peace. Because the goal is even more important sometimes when it has to do with Emes and Sheker. So our Rabbi, um, in Growth Through Torah, he quotes a story about the Ben Ishchai. Ben Ishchai, of the, um, <clears throat> The Ben Yehoyada writes that one time there was a machokas, a financial dispute was brought between them, between two people, and somebody, the person who denied that he owed the money, said he was willing to make a shvua that he was right. And the Ben Eshchai, he could see that this guy was not, uh, was not so truthful. So he says, one minute, I'm going to go, I'm going to get the shnei luchos habris from inside. You're going to take a shvua holding the shnei luchos habris. So the guy's like, 
What does he mean? The luchos habris. He's got the luchos. I'm gonna take a take a shvu on the luchos. Says I'll be right back. Please bring me the shnei luchos habris. Bring the shnei luchos habris. While the students in the back end of the habris, the guy's like turning pale. I'm gonna have to take a shvu holding the luchos. Forget it. And he admitted on the spot. And then he comes back in with the shlach called the sefer, the shnei luchos habris. Right, that's the shlach. But Rav Yosef Chaim, the Benish Chaim, knew what the guy was going to think. I, it was a little bit of a misinformation, a little bit of misleading. The answer is, says Rav Yerucham, when the goal is a certain, a certain goal, when it's Latov, that's what, that's what is, that's what is uh, acceptable. Remember a similar story, Rav Melech Shechter, the Chronicle of Racha, the Chassadik of Racha, was told me a story about Rav, Rav I might have mentioned this. In, uh, in this year, Rebbe Leo Chaim Meisels, one of the dolim of the uh, the previous generation. So he said he heard it about him, and he used it in a in a, in a case similar idea that he had. He said Rebbe Meisels once had a machlokas uh, between uh, there were two roommates. One of the roommates died, and the children uh, said that their grandmother had money onto the mattress, and the only person who knew about the money was the roommate, and the roommate must have stolen it. The roommate says, "I don't know what you're talking about." So Rebbe Meisels spoke to him and interviewed the roommate, and he. And he sees there's something fishy going on here. So he says to the to the roommate, he says, "I believe you. It's fine, but I just want you to do it. I want you to do it kiaskaf with the nifter. Just shake the nifter's hand on it. Just to be yotzezayin that that um, that you're telling the truth." He's like, "Fine, fine." So Meisels went to tell told one of his students to go under the sheet and pretend to be the nifter. And when the person shook his hand, don't let go. Tight. And the guy was so spooked out, he admitted everything on the spot. Is that MS? That's Chachma. Chachma means the goal, specifically in this area, Midvar Sheker Tirchak. says that's, that's, what's, that's what's meant. I remember my Rebbe of Rosenzweig once said that MS doesn't always mean honesty, but it means integrity. Titan Emes Liyakov means integrity. He had to deal with Lahan. He had to deal with Asa. He had to deal with men, much in his life. And he's Emes, because Emes, seeing the goal, seeing the bigger picture, Ba'achicha specifically in this context, when it comes to Emes and Shekhar, we have to try to see the goal of something and hope for Latov in that regard. Okay, we'll stop here. Let's say for our Mitzvah year started again today. We did Mitzvah Yadalad. Feel free to, to join us and... The daf uh, Baruch Hashem has also started back. Okay, continue next week.